Okay, welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, April 24th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by Dom from D's Home Cuts. Truman's at work. This is the first show without him, but uh, I think we can make it better, right, Dom? Yep, I'm here to cover for Truman. Not a big person to cover for. Yeah, not too hard, but we'll get through it. And we're also joined in studio today by special guest Jacob Shoemaker, better known as Shoe. Yes, sir. How's it going? Uh, he's a Michigan, Detroit sports fan, you know, Lions fan. He's wearing Lions jersey, so we'll get into that a little bit later. He got off a little easy without Truman, but uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, first, we're going to start with basketball. We got the playoffs going on right now. This has probably been one of the more exciting first rounds that we've had in the last Absolutely. couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go through each series. Uh, we got Houston and Minnesota. Houston's up 3-1. Utah, Oklahoma City. Utah's up 3-1. The Pelicans actually swept the Portland Trailblazers. That very series surprising. is over. Yeah, that's very surprising. We'll get into that. Uh, the Warriors and Spurs, another kind of surprising series. The Spurs got a game. It's 3-1, though. Toronto versus Washington, 2-2. Cleveland versus Indiana, 2-2. Philadelphia versus Miami. Philadelphia's up 3-1. And then Boston versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee won the last two, tying that up at 2-2. So we'll start with the West. I think I want to start with uh, New Orleans and Portland. New Orleans Portland? Yeah. That was a pretty crazy series. I think everybody had Portland winning it. You know, without Boogie Cousins, you know, you didn't really think New Orleans could uh really put up much of a fight, but they ended up being the only team to actually sweep in the first round. Yeah, I actually, I made a bracket uh, I always make one every year, and I picked the Blazers in six, so I was very surprised. Uh, Damian Lillard had a very bad series. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ McCollum did all right, but it's hard to, like, unless you're, like, LeBron or some really, like, top five player to carry a team by yourself. Yeah. Especially with Portland, like, it was very surprising they got the three seed this year. So everyone, everyone like, and they kind of were talking themselves up a lot, so it's kind of embarrassing for them to lose this game. Yeah, and plus and you have Portland, I mean, you have uh, New Orleans, who has Anthony Davis, which is a top five player in the game right now. But, I mean, outside of him, and now Boogie Cousins is hurt, they really don't have much. But, you know, you see players like Drew Holiday and Rondo both mm-hmm. stepping up in the playoffs. And it, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team, but... They, if they had Boogie Cousins, Ooh. they would yeah, they would be making a run Challenge at this thing. Warriors, Could be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, next series is Utah and Oklahoma City. I think one another surprising series. Utah's up 3-1 after the game last night. And it, this is just a bad look for the Thunder. So much talent, again, just wasted away. And I think you you got to start looking at Russell Westbrook. Is he toxic for the Thunder? I know he's a top five player in the NBA today, but... You know, they've had so much talent on this team in the years past. They had Harden and Kevin Durant on the same team with Russell Westbrook. It's just scary to see, you know, a player like Westbrook, you know, he can't win even if he has all this talent. Uh, I also, I picked the OKC to sweep the Jazz. I didn't think they were even going to get a game. Uh, Ricky Rubio's had an amazing series. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell looks like the next, like, great point guard. And uh, I really like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, I, I think, love Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. just... I think the problem is actually uh, your guy Melo. Melo's Melo's the only problem right now. I think I think if they had a like a player who could actually run up and down the court and play defense, hey, Mello, it wasn't lazy. Like Melo came to Oklahoma City, <laughs> and everybody knew who, who he was, what he what his game is. He's a shooter, and that's pretty much but he's, it. He's trying to be more than he is. Though. I think it's yeah. Lesson. I think, but I also think it goes all all three of their big three. All mm-hmm. three of them are trying to do too much when they all have like 
they should be passing it way more. Yeah. It's like, you They're know, like I said, you, know, you got Westbrook. He had Harden and he had Kevin Durant. Harden's going to win the MVP this year. All three MVPs pretty much. And he, they didn't do anything there, really. I don't know if Harden's going to win the MVP this year. Well, he's... It's debatable. It's debatable, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he is an MVP candidate the yeah. past couple of years. And then you last year they had Oladipo. And you see what he but does now year, without yeah. uh, Westbrook. And now they got, you know... Mello is a Hall of Famer, easy Hall of Famer, and then you got uh, Paul George, top player in the NBA, and they yeah. just can't win. It's crazy. So we're gonna move to the East right now. We'll start with Toronto and Washington. Uh, that series is up two-two right now after Washington won two games over the weekend. Uh, that's getting a little bit closer than people might have thought, and I think you know that's largely in part to the play by Bradley Beal and. John Wall, who I think is one of the best, if not the best, backcourt combos in the league. I think Beals, uh, from what I, from what I remember, I think Beals had doing way better than John Wall is. Mm-hmm. I think John Wall struggling a little bit, but also uh, the young guy, uh, the guy with the, like the F, uh, what's his name? Uh, Porter. Not Porter. The Ubre. Ubre. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of stepping up this series. It seems like. Yeah. He hasn't playing very well. The first two games, Washington looked lost, and I just I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be a sweep. Like Toronto played really well, but. They came back and, you know, they tied it up. So that's going to be something to watch for. Mm, great series to yeah. watch. The East, like I said, the playoff series are a lot more competitive in the East. And then you got Philadelphia and Miami. Philadelphia's up 3-1. I think they're going to take that. I think mm. Philadelphia is a scary team. Yeah, they are. You saw what they did without Embiid. You know, without Embiid also, he had a terrible offensive game uh, the last game. And they still won. I think, I think Philadelphia is the favorite to come out of the East right now. And that's crazy when they're so they have so much young talent right now. It seems like like there's probably five or six or seven players on the team who could drop like 25 to 30 points every night. Yeah. Even some of the older guys like Bellinelli, the one game looked unstoppable for some reason. He was it's making crazy. like fadeaway threes, turning around. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Redick, JJ Redick. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. And then like I think they're the favorites to win this series and uh, win the East right now. Because then you have Boston and Milwaukee. Milwaukee won two games over the years, two games over the weekend. They stole those two games. I think Boston's the better team. I don't think Milwaukee is the better team right now. I think they're not ready to win a playoff series. We can talk as much crap as we want about the Bucks yeah, right now. Truman's not, Truman's not somewhere here. Truman's having a hard time <laughs> yeah. in his car. But you know they had a, It's been two close games. I think anybody could have won those games. Milwaukee just got lucky. Yeah, they got lucky. Um, I don't think they're going to win this series, and they should win this series. They're, they they should win. They should beat Boston, but I think you know it's going to be come down to maybe game six, game seven. I uh on my bracket I made I picked the Bucks to win in six actually because I think mm-hmm. they have a more talented roster. It's just Celtics. Uh, their coach is just so Stevens, much. Stevens, yeah, Stevens, yeah, he's amazing. Because I think with like you have Giannis, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker, all this talent, but you like don't have a head coach like. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a good one for so long. And, like, the Celtics, they have Terry Rozier looks like an all-star right now. Yeah, and he's... And Eric Bless will say who. It's like the guy who's been destroying you the whole yeah. time. They, they kind of put it together a little bit better over the weekend. But, like you said, they don't have a coach. I don't think they're going to win this series. And even I, if they do, I think the 76ers are just going to steamroll them. Yeah, I think it's going to be easy. Yeah, Philly will take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Then we have Cleveland versus the Indiana, India, Indiana right now. It's tied 2-2. Cleveland won a game over the weekend, uh, and Indiana won a game on Friday. And 
it's getting a little bit scary for the Cavs right now. Uh, you saw last night in crunch time, uh, none of the players on the floor under, I think, two, three minutes were players that they got over the trade deadline. You know, players that were supposed to make a huge impact in the playoffs. This team is just not playing up to par. And I don't know what's going on right now. They have talent. You know, Kevin Love. They got, you know, younger and more athletic at the trade deadline. But they're just not playing up to par right now. Yeah, I agree. Kevin Love is, like, he just disappears in the playoffs, it seems like. Even though he always has double-doubles. But, like, he's Mm -hmm. never, like, leading the team like how he should be when they traded for him. I still believe they should have traded him, like, before. Yeah, and, for Mello. Uh, not for Mello. <laughs> I just see how bad Mello uh, But I, it's going to be, like, if we go up against the 76ers, they could give the Cavs a tough series, I think. I think it's going to be a tough road for the Cavs to get to the finals, but I still think they will end up doing it with LeBron. You still think they're going to go to the finals? I think with LeBron, there's, like, It'll be it's like LeBron's dropping 44 points every game, and we'll make. The yeah, play. but I mean, there's yeah. it's close every single game, and LeBron's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult for LeBron to be both the head coach and yeah. this and the yeah. star. So I mean, I think Lou has to go. He has to. I go. don't think if if the Cavs are gonna do anything, more if they than lose, what they're struggling with. Now. If they don't make it to the finals, I don't even think if they if they lose the finals, I think he's done. I think he's gone. I think it's pretty really? obvious right he now. He just looks lost on the sideline. Yeah, he, just, he looks like a fan there, that yeah, wandered there, in. Yeah, there's a picture where it was like all the Cavs were huddled up talking. He was on the outside trying to see yeah. what they're doing. He's just lost right now. <laughs> He's just like a kid that wandered in. They just didn't have the hard to tell him to leave. So like I said, this is one of the most competitive first rounds. This is really good for the NBA. Yeah, because great first round. Usually you got sweeps everywhere, but you know every every series you know is a series except New Orleans versus Portland, but mm-hmm. which was even that was a surprise too. So yeah, crazy. So we're gonna move on to hockey now. We keep watch on basketball. Uh, little hockey update. We'll just go through the series right now. We got Nashville beat the Avalanche. And Winnipeg beat the Wild. Uh, the Wild actually just fired their GM. I know that. So now you get Nashville versus uh, Winnipeg in the next round. Then you have Vegas beating the Kings, and then the Ducks beating the Sharks. So you got uh, Knights versus the Sharks in the next round. That would be a good series. Then Lightning versus the Devils. Uh, Lightning took that. Now you have Game Seven with Boston and uh, Toronto. And then you have Capitals beat the Blue beat the Blue Jackets last night, which was a uh, you know surprise. You know they came back from a 2-0 lead. And then you have Pittsburgh beat Philly, so now it's the Capitals versus Pittsburgh. I know, sure, you want to touch on a couple of these games. Uh, yeah, the uh, Toronto-Boston game last night, I think it was really good for Boston to win, especially after that heinous uh, terrorist attack that took place in Boston with the van. Toronto. In, uh, Toronto, probably. Yeah. Uh, with the van and all that. I think it's really good for uh, t- Toronto to get that. But I think going back to Boston, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for Toronto mm-hmm. to take it. I'd like I'd like to see him take it just for the city because they probably need that right now. But I don't I don't see them taking it over Boston. I actually have Boston going to the finals. They're playing really good hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you told me that Pitt Philly series was going to that many games, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. After that first game, I was like uh, Pitt in three because Philly just did not look like a professional hockey team. Uh, I think the Pens will pro- if if they're not sweeping uh, the Caps, they'll take it in five because I don't think. Ovechkin can just stack up to Crosby, even though I like Ovechkin over Crosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winnipeg-Nashville series will probably end up being better than whatever the finals are, just because I think those are the two best teams remaining in the... Really? Uh, uh, bar- barring the Knights, I think those are the two best teams remaining in the uh, playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to keep watch on that. Uh, game seven's coming up. I don't... When is game seven? Game seven... If it's not tonight, it's tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night. Hang on, I'll check on that. All right, well, he's checking on that. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow, tomorrow night? Okay, so, you know, 
that's going to be exciting. Everybody loves Game 7s no matter what, and especially in hockey. You know, hockey playoffs are so exciting. We're going to move on to a little bit of baseball talk right now, but before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? Shoo. God, I know I am. Yeah, I think everybody's tired of it right now. Definitely. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Summer's coming up, you know, spring's finally looking like it's coming, so fix that lawn up, make yourself, you know, pretty presentable. A's will do that for you. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So baseball had a pretty exciting weekend, pretty eventful weekend. First story, uh, Danny Farquhar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, he suffered a brain aneurysm in the dugout on Saturday. He's a reliever for the White Sox. Uh, he had surgery, but I guess he's he's still in critical condition, but he's now stable, I guess. So that's good to see. You know, that's scary, uh, you know, somebody, something like that to happen to anybody in any sport. Uh, we wish him the best, and hopefully he's, you know, okay and he can pitch again. Uh, then we have Brandon Belt. He had the longest at-bat in MLB history, which is kind of funny because MLB keeps trying to speed this game up. And they just had, you know, a 12-minute at-bat. 21 pitches versus uh, Bar- Baria, for, I think. I don't know if that's his, how you pronounce that. He had 16 foul balls. And then eventually he flew out, which was, you know, pretty uneventful to such a long at-bat. You know, you're sitting there so watching that. Tension. 12 minutes just watching one guy foul pitches off gets pretty boring. Uh, but that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Brandon Belt's been a pretty decent player over there in San Francisco for a long time. And uh, now that the season's kind of underway, uh, we wanted to give you know some of our good free agents, uh, good free agent signings that look like they are working out right now, and our bad free agents. Uh, for me, I had Mike Mustakis. He plays third base for the Royals. He was a late addition to be signed. You know, he had that slow off season. But he did sign back with the Royals, and that looks like a great deal for the Royals. He's hitting 318. He has six home runs. You know, he's really a guy who's been a staple there for a long time. And it's cool to see, you know, he they came back. They lost Hosmer, but he came back, and he's really filling that role of a veteran leader in that clubhouse. Then we had a pretty bad free agent signing is Hugh Darvish. Uh, he went to the Cubs. Everyone was pretty excited he was going to shore up that rotation. But he's, he's not looking good right now. He's 0-2. He's got a 6.86 ERA. He's got a negative .4 war wins above replacement, which is not good. He's only pitched six innings in one game out of his four starts. He's went you know four innings, I think, in most of his starts, which is scary if I'm a Cubs fan because you a guy you bring in such a highly touted name and he's just not performing the way he used to or we are used to seeing him perform. But we did have a great pitching performance on Saturday night, I believe it was. That might be wrong. Uh, Sean Manea, a pitcher for the A's, pitched a no-hitter versus the the Red Sox, who Red Sox, if you know, they're the best offensive team in baseball. And one of the crazy stats about this was only four balls in the entire game were hit into the outfield, which is crazy. That was just a complete dominant performance by Sean Manea, who, if you know anything about him, he was a highly touted prospect. He's been decent, hasn't been great, 
But, you know, it's great to see. You know, I love no-hitters. Everybody wants to see a no-hitter when they go to the ballpark. And uh, it's pretty cool to see him shutting down a team like the like the Red Sox. Uh, that's it for baseball right now. I know the Indians, they just signed Melky Cabrera last night, uh, Monday night. That's, you know, he's probably the last big name still available. He had 285 last year with the Royals. Going to come into the Indians and hopefully provide, you know, extra spark in that lineup. Isn't uh, Batista still inside? No, he signed with the Braves last week. Oh, he did? Yeah, he yeah. he's going to play third base right now. He signed with minor league deal, but... Gotcha. We're going to move on to football. We have the probably the biggest, one of the biggest days of the football year coming up on Thursday. But before that, we got Dom in the studio. He, I reminder, our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, D's provides you with modern haircut with styling. Truman and I, and I know Shu has even too, we've been getting our hair cut at D's for the last couple months, and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut because the cuts get better every single time because D's is always upgrading his equipment. I know you want to talk about, he created his own hair wax product. Uh, yeah, it's a styling product I just made. Uh, handmade. Hand, uh, homemade, handmade. It's five all natural ingredients. Uh, it's $8 for, uh, it's about a two ounce can which is a better deal than you'll find anywhere for an all-natural product. Uh, they're usually like upwards of $25 because mm-hmm. they're like really, it's like great for your hair, great for your style. It works with any hairstyle you want. Uh, it's just great. It's DM fantastic. All around, right? I use it every day. Yeah. I used to use the same product every day and it took a lot of switching. Yeah. So like I said, he's always upgrading his equipment. You get professional, handmade, homemade products from natural ingredients. I mean, you can't get any better than that. It's an experience. It really is. Uh, you can find D's Home Cuts on Twitter and Instagram at Dom's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. Uh, so like I said, football. The draft is Thursday. We're going to have a big mock draft show for you guys. We're bringing in Zach. Uh, he's a Browns fan, so he's going to help us break down the first round. We're going to do a mock draft. It's going to be pretty fun. Josh Allen at one. <laughs> Josh Allen. So that no. the draft is probably one of probably my favorite days of the year. Yeah. It's the most exciting. I don't even know how they do it. I mean, you look baseball and basketball. You know, They have drafts too, but it doesn't even compare to the NFL. You know, it's three days. I think the third day is almost better than the second and the first day. Yeah, because it goes by so much faster. Yeah, and it's just, you know, Packers, they don't do much in the offseason. And you get, we have 12 picks, so. I think, I think the Lions have seven. We have, we're tied for the fewest, so. Yeah, we got the most in the NFL right now. So it's going to be interesting to see. There's so much buzz going on right now. But no matter how much buzz is going on right now, there's going to be a surprise no, nobody saw the Bears trading up to number two last year for Trubisky. Yeah, I actually called that. Uh, nobody did. Oh, well, well, Dom's an expert, so I mean, yeah. what can you expect on that? <laughs> but a couple of the, little bit of the draft buzz going on right now. The Patriots hosted Lamar Jackson yesterday at their facility on Monday. That's going to be interesting to see because Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady are probably the two opposite the most when it comes to quarterbacks. different quarterbacks you can find. <laughs> In the entire NFL and college right now. So that's going to be interesting to see because they're going to have to change their offense if they were to draft Lamar Jackson. That The entire system we need to change if they drafted Lamar. Because I don't know how lo- much longer Tom's got left, and I think when Tom goes, Bill goes. So my yeah. guess for them looking at Lamar would just be like, hey, let's... Josh if- Daniels might like him because... Yeah, he could yeah. play with him. But, you know, I think Mason Rudolph fits that system more. But 
if they got Lamar Jackson, that would be insane. I'd, like I said, probably the most opposite player from that organization you could find. Give him a couple years to sit behind Tom, learn learn, learn some uh, yeah. nice mental stuff, and get him in the game. Oh, that could be that could be deadly. Then you got another news, a couple rumors, was Josh Rosen actually is falling in the draft. He's not up high like he was at the beginning of the year. I think that's due to his durability issues. People are saying he's going to be next to Sam Bradford. His knee, is, I mean, he, he had a couple concussions at UCLA. Obviously, that's a college offensive line. But he's got to go somewhere, I think, with an offensive line that's solid, that's going to protect him. Because somebody that gets sacked a lot in college, gets injured a lot of college, you know, going to the NFL, sitting in that pocket, they're not going to be comfortable in the pocket, and that's what you need them to be. I think he's got a great, great talent. I think he could be the next Aaron Rodgers. Not that great, but he could be. He could be up there. I like Josh Rosen. Or Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I really like Josh Rosen. I equate him to like an Eli Manning in my head. Yeah, I could uh, see that. I mean, he's he's not, a guy amazing, but he can get the ball to the wide receiver if he needs to. He's got a pretty. You know, every time he throws it, it looks awesome, and mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he's fallen right now, though. He's now no longer, I don't think, in discussion for a top five, even top ten pick. I think the Bills could look to get him in the later rounds. I can uh, see that Bills. could be good for the Bills. I, yeah, I could see yeah, him I, behind McCarron. For so they don't have to trade up, because I know people are always saying the Bills have to trade up to get that quarterback, but if Rosen falls to them, yeah, that, that'd be amazing. Even the Cardinals, too, you know. Cardinals are looking for a quarterback, and they also have you know later round pick. Uh, then we had a guy last week I said as my sleeper, John Sweet. Uh, he's a pass rusher from Florida State. He had surgery on his knee. I guess that's scaring teams off. I had him rated as my sleeper last week. Uh, I think he's going to be a great talent. I don't think that knee injury is going to affect him as much as people think. But it is something to look at as the draft goes along. I know knee injuries and stuff like that scare teams off. I know Sonny Michelle is uh, being kind of people are kind of looking away from him right now because of his knee, and he had a lot of injuries at Georgia. But. At least it's not as bad as Nick Chubb's injury. Yeah, Nick Chubb. I remember remember that game. Yeah, that was bad. I I like Nick Chubb, though. I think if his knee's solid, he could be a good running back in the NFL. But, yeah, that that was 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 scary. Um, That was like a Willis McGahee injury. That was... Like, let's let's watch this injury again. Okay, let's never put that in charge again. Uh, He's up there as one of those injuries where you remember, like, where you were, like, Kevin Ware. (laughs) Oh, that was... (laughs) The Lattimore one? Yeah, Lattimore, yeah. (laughs) Oh. So, we're going to keep watching that. Obviously, the draft is Thursday. We're going to give you a complete breakdown of the first round. We're going to do mock drafts on Thursday. It's going to be a big part of the show. Um, So, that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I had I had two sleepers. I, I thought we were doing sleepers. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna do sleepers. Yeah, special teams. Yeah, I had two special teams. Sleepers. All right, we'll, we'll get right. into that right now. I'll let you kick it off. All right, because uh, I thought you were about to skip right over and I like went over. Oh. Uh, right. So the first guy I have is uh, Jesse Bates the third. He's a safety from uh, Wake Forest. He played. Uh, he was a return specialist and safety. Uh, people are touting him as the best coverage safety in the draft, uh, and he's like slated as a second to third round guy. And I've seen a lot of buzz lately saying he could slip into the first round to one of the safety new mm-hmm. teams, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe. Uh, and then another guy is uh, Marcus Allen out of Penn State. Uh, he had a great career. Uh, I believe he played all four. He was a four-year starter, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, I've seen like third to fourth round grade. I think he could come into a team, like a safety need team, like the Steelers later on, and maybe be a starter later in his career, mm-hmm. but be great on special teams. Uh, so like he said, special teams. Uh, I know a lot of shows don't give you special team sleepers, but not TNT Sports Talk. We go all the way, every single position. Everyone gets some of the love. So we got a punter, 
Georgia punter. Oh, my Cameron Nizalek. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, he used to go to Columbia. He's an Ivy League school guy. Transferred to Georgia for the football program. He had 61 punts last year. 45-yard average. You're 45 <laughs> yards. His longest was 61. To put that in perspective, yeah, the Pro insane. Bowl punter from last year from the Rams, Johnny Heckard, his average was 47, so a little bit less, but it's right up there. His long was 70, so it's right up there. He's a guy, could be a game changer later rounds. I know most people don't like teams drafting punters, but, I mean, it's it flips the script. You know, you, you get that ball all the way down Bronze, there. Bronze will be flipping the script, drafting a punter first overall. <laughs> so he's a guy projected fourth, fifth round, uh, best punter available right now. There's a lot of good punters in this draft, though, and kickers. Uh, really important position. People don't really look at that stuff, but it's important. It's really, you know, it can really yeah. screw your game up. If you know you get a, you know, bad, bad punt, or, or if you trade up into the third round to take a kicker and then he sucks. Like yeah, nice. Uh, but like I said, we go all 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 the positions. TNT Sports Talk. We don't stop at the you know the sexy positions. We go all the way down. What about long snappers? Uh, well, long snappers are usually undrafted guys. So uh, the Steelers picked one in the fifth round. Oh well, yeah, that's why the Steelers then, suck. Then we, <laughs> so then we cut him and trade him again. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so a couple smaller stories from the NFL outside of the draft. The 49ers are trying to deal with uh, Foster right now. Uh, they said they're, they are going to cut him if he's found guilty. I know he had a couple domestic assault what are you gonna keep allegations. <laughs> uh, that's you know kind of cool to see because you know most guys will try. Most teams will try to keep on guys who have had history in the past of stuff yeah, like that. And you know just cutting ties, especially you know Foster. He was Young, a great player with yeah. them last year. Yeah. He's, he looked like he'd be a solid middle linebacker there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a franchise. Yeah, like, it, just, it just goes to show the maturity that some of these players need before they enter the NFL. Yeah, it's, you know, that's, that's not that's something, something that's you want to see. Yeah, it's not something you can really measure at, yeah. the, at their pro day. He did, yeah. He went uh, 31, I think, to the 49ers. Oh, yeah, he did go late. Because he was yeah. expected to go early. To yeah, them. I think he had uh, a couple medical things then off the field. He like Didn't he get kicked out of the combine? Yeah, or something. It's, yeah, but it's just those mental things that you can't really yeah. measure. Like, you can measure, obviously, 40 times, but you mm-hmm. can't measure their likeliness to... That's why you see uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> guys like uh, Geis from LSU. He's falling a little bit. Yeah, yeah Geese or whatever. Uh, Geese Geis. <laughs> he's a good running back. He's a really good running back, but he has some character issues. Uh, he got kicked out of a couple things. I know he didn't show up to a couple of his meetings, uh, which is concerning. But... Uh, yeah, we're going to keep watching on that with the 49ers. Another guy convicted of, you know, domestic assault was Daryl Worley. Another guy. Cornerback from, uh, he used to play for Panthers. the Panthers. Got traded to the uh, Eagles. Eagles. They cut him after this all came out, and the Raiders signed him yesterday. Oh, fuck. Uh, Raiders, <laughs> come on. That's He's a, a decent corner, but again, you're dealing, with, you're dealing with this stuff where, you know, you look at Alden Smith. I mean, he yeah, was a top yeah. talent in this league. Could have been one of the best ever, but now he's, you know... That's such a Raiders signing. Yeah, that's, he's just <laughs> fallen so far. you got, like, the Raiders and the Cowboys always go after guys like this. Yeah. It never really works so out. A little bit of danger always pays off. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know what they want to look for. <laughs> yeah, so that's concerning to see, but uh, we're going to keep watching on both of those stories. Uh, we're going to move to a little bit of college football talk. I know we have some spring games over the weekend. I know Shu's a big college football guy. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Michigan fans, we won't hold that against them, but <laughs> we're a Big Ten you know, podcast, so got to support that. Got to love that Midwest. 
Uh, spring game, not a lot was going on. I know Ohio State had sold the most tickets, but due to weather, uh, Nebraska actually had the most in attendance right now. Is, but, that, is that what we're measuring now? Who sold the most tickets? <laughs> yeah, well, Ohio State <laughs> is usually the best at filling up that stadium for spring games. I was there. It's absolutely electric. So. Uh, sure it is. You were there like this year? Yeah, I went to this one this year. <laughs> yeah, Shazier was there. Oh, yeah, he was a captain. Yeah, he was captain. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so probably the biggest story out of college football was UCF. They went undefeated last year. They won the Peach, Peach Bowl. Yeah, Shaquem Griffin. It was the Peach Bowl, right? Bowl. Um, or Chick Fil A. It was, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a pretty decent bowl. It was a ring that they got. Yeah, they, they played. They played Auburn, right? Yeah, they yeah. beat Auburn, which is a good team. And Auburn beat Bama in the regular season. Didn't yeah, they? they're like mm-hmm. if you know, you should know. You know, they claim that they won the national championship. Uh, I don't think they did. They put a banner up. I think they I did. Think yeah. That, yeah. I think, I think they went with the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah they like undefeated, they uh, got rings. The spring game, they got rings, uh, national championship rings. They undefeated. They say their bowl game on it. I think it's cool. I think you know a team like UCF, I watched them a lot last year. They were on a lot of Shaquem TV. Griffin. Shaquem Griffin, you know, great story. They have a good quarterback, Mackenzie Milton. I really like him. I think he's going to be a good quarterback next year in the draft. He's going to be a high prospect. But, uh, you know, they went undefeated last year. But they didn't get the respect that a team like Alabama or even like Ohio State gets. Which is a shame because, I mean, they're, it's not like they're like a North Dakota State, which is mm-hmm. deep. Like, FCS, that's still good. But, I mean, they deserve they, – they beat the team that beat Bama, who was the national champion. So, I yeah. mean, when you're comparing things, it kind of looks like UCF and Bama should have had a little, like – scrimmage yeah. against each other just to see what would have happened. At the I, mean, very yeah, least. I understand why Bama fans are mad at this. You know, you didn't you didn't actually win it, but you're claiming it as your own. But they did everything that they should have done to be in contention for the national championship, and they weren't even in contention. They they weren't even talked. It was like yeah. a joke to bring them up. And that's that's not something you want to see. You know, Scott Frost had a great year there. He's gonna have a good year with Nebraska, but I think UCF is going to be a team that's going to make some noise. Uh, this season because they do have Mackenzie Milton's coming back. He's a really good quarterback, and they have produced you know good NFL players yeah. the last couple of years. They got a couple Shaquille guys, Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. No, oh, Shaquille, yeah, Shaquille Griffin. He's gonna uh, be next Richard Sherman. Yeah, like he's starting cornerback now for the Seahawks. They have Mike Hughes. He's the top cornerback in this draft. Uh, Shaquille Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. Uh, he's a big <laughs> name be, yeah. talked about. Uh, so they do have a lot of guys that they are producing talent. But uh, I like that they got ranks. I think it's cool, you know, for the players to get rewarded for all their hard work. I, I just think that's part of the reason that they need to expand the playoffs, just to include mm-hmm. teams like that, because obviously there's going to be a debate to the end of time of yeah. whether or not they should have done that. Or I think should, it should be like eight teams. Eight teams. Cause five they, uh, conference winners. And then and three, three toss-ins, yeah. Yeah. And that I think that would make it better. Uh, I think everybody wants that, but... It would, they, it would eliminate a lot of controversy. Yeah. Like Ohio State, I mean, they got jipped last year. So. I mean, you want to talk about getting jipped? Let me talk about a Big Ten ref. I mean, in the uh, Ohio State game two years ago. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, I digress. We'll we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. Uh, question and answer. A couple questions we have. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> is uh, what NFL prospect are we most excited about in this draft? For me, it's Anthony Miller, wide receiver from Memphis. Oh. Anthony Miller. He, he, just get ready. Did you not listen? He is uh, one of my favorite players in this draft. I watched him a lot last year. Memphis was on a lot. Memphis is always on at like noon on a Saturday. Very, very odd times for games. But uh, I watched him a lot. He's a guy that demands the ball every single time he's on the field. He gets 13 catches a game, you know, I saw. And he's just 
a great wide receiver. Like I said, he demands the ball. He's got that dog. He's got that confidence in him that you need with a wide receiver. A little bit of swagger. And he's somebody that's going to be drafted. You know, he's the fifth, sixth-ranked wide receiver on most draft boards. Um, I would love the Packers to get him. That would be a dream. They're going to pick a wide receiver in the first couple of rounds here. They have the most picks in the draft. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to pick a wide receiver. they got to replace Jordan Nelson somehow. And I don't think Geronimo Allison is that answer. So they're going to need to pick a wide receiver. And Anthony Miller is a guy that I think could make an impact from day one. You know, he's a smaller guy, smaller school guy. Memphis not known for football, but uh, he's a good player. And I think teams should take a flyer out on him. A uh, couple, I'm excited for a couple guys. Uh, well, one, well, a couple that like, the first couple are ones like the Steelers can't really get. And then I'll say the ones the Steelers could get. Yeah. So the one I'm excited for is Saquon Barkley. I think he's gonna be a crate like he's gonna be breakout first year. He's I'll, gonna be very I'll, get in, I'll get in that when we get to me. I'll tell you about my opinion on Saquon. I think he's gonna be good uh, as long as he goes to a team with a good line. Yeah. Uh, if he gets stuck on a team with a bad line, he'll probably struggle because any running back struggle. Mm. Another guy who I think is gonna be good is Christian Kirk, uh, yeah. the wide receiver from uh, 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 a Yeah, I think he's underrated. Every like highlight I've seen of him, he just looks really good. He looks like he's NFL speed. He has very good hands. I think he's going to be good. Uh, then the guys the Steelers have a chance at getting. Uh, I like uh, both the uh, Ronnie Harrison and Rasheen Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both of them could be very good. Um, and what's the other guy? I can't remember his name. I'll let you go. I can't All remember right. his name. All right. I'll start with, obviously, O-line love. Uh, Quentin Nielsen out of Notre Dame. Yeah, Looking he's... at his highlights, he's a smart player, strong player. He looks like a very well-rounded uh, guard. So wherever he goes, he will really boost uh, the offensive line there. Going back to Saquon, he worries me. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Bo Jackson, okay? Great prop. Would have been the greatest to ever do it had he stayed healthy. Only thing that hurt him was himself. He was so good. I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing with Saquon. It'll be some freak injury. He'll get tackled weird on yeah. like the third game of the season, and it'll be like, oh, he can't play again, which yeah. worries me. He'll be amazing if he's healthy, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but he just, he's just got something about him that it worries Durability is issue at running back. Oh, yeah. Always. They don't last as long as other positions. And for now, actually, to get into the question, what am I most excited about? For the Lions, at least, uh, Darius Geese, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. If he obviously controls uh, his off-the-field issues, that'll be Really nice to actually have, you know, a running back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was yesterday in 89 we drafted Barry Sanders. So, come back, come back Barry. Uh, and then also, sleeper for me is Maurice Hurst. I think a lot of teams are dropping him out of the – They would he would have been first round definitely, but they dropped him because of his heart condition that got diagnosed at the uh, combine. But then when they looked at it, they said it was fine. Mm-hmm. And he's been an absolute stud, double teamed every play. Uh, his stats have been just outstanding. He's been the highest graded player by the uh, player pro football focus, and he just looks like an absolute stud. So wherever he goes, I know he'll do fine. Hopefully he goes to the Lions, but, yeah, that's who I'm most excited about is uh, probably Maurice Hurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next question and answer we got, which was, with Chaminade's no-hitter, uh, we got a question was, would you rather throw a no-hitter or score 50 points in an NBA game? I'll let Dom start it off. I would easily rather throw a no hitter. Yeah. I feel Easy. like fifty point games are more common than no hitters are. You got I have the numbers. You have about three hundred no hitters have been thrown in baseball and about three hundred and seventy fifty point games in basketball. Oh I thought really? it was, I thought yeah. it was way, yeah, I thought it was way I thought, No, yeah, it's actually a lot closer than I thought. And then you got guys like, you know, any like no hitters are really hard to throw, but you guys like Mike Fires, who's not really a 
top of the line pitcher. He threw a new hitter, no hitter. Then Terrence Ross scored 50 points in NBA game. So it's not just you know top of the line guys. It's just you know if you're feeling it on one night. I don't know what I would do, but I'd probably pick a no hitter because. That's just legendary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're all over Sports Center when you throw no hitters. You're all over NBA. You're all over Sports Center when you hit 50 points. But I think no hitters are rare, mm-hmm. and it's something that you yeah. could watch. And with no hitters, it's like you're guaranteed you're guaranteed a victory with yeah. 50 points. If you're the only player out there, I mean, you could yeah, still you lose. Could still and be like, lose. well, he scored 50, but they lost. But well, yeah. no hitters. Carmelo Anthony scored 62, so he's a little bit better than that one. <laughs> he scored 62 one night. That was huge. I think. Now the threshold is like 60 games, 60 points in an NBA. Yeah. What, but, what did uh, Kobe score in this game? 82. 82? Yeah. yeah. More than Melo. Yeah. Well, I mean, Melo <laughs> did it 62, and he, and he hit a half quarter during that game, too. He was just I mean, in the uh, zone that JR night. JR hit a half quarter in the last Oh, yeah. But <laughs> JR sucks, so. Um, <laughs> look the same right now. At least he plays defense. Yeah, but Carmelo's going to win the. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. They're down so. 3-1 against the Utah Jazz. Best Olympic basketball player. Best him. Olympic basketball Ricky player Rubio of all looks time. looks like he's, like, destroying them. Yeah. Can't even guard him. Well, he's the best Olympic basketball player of all time. <laughs> Easily. What about Manu Ginobili? No, it's Melo. Melo leads the Olympics in scoring. Three-pointers made. Games won. It's the Olympics. It's America versus LeBron didn't play. <laughs> it's America versus LeBron. Because LeBron took a year off. So I think we're going to... Uh, what would you say, Shu? 50 points or no hitter? No hitter, because like I said, it's either guaranteed victory or just, hey, you know, 50 yeah. points. Yeah. See, if that was like 70 or 80 points, I would, I'd probably go with yeah, the score. easily. For 70 or 80, but because it's no hitters. Or maybe it was like in like a playoff game or something. Yeah. Hey, I was surprised at how close the numbers actually were. You know, it's like uh, actual numbers are 297 no hitters to 378 50 point games. That's actually, so it's actually a lot closer than I thought, you know. I thought it would have been like, oh, like 300. Like but yeah, you also take into impact, you know, uh, baseball's been played a lot longer yeah, than basketball. True. And, uh, you know, scoring didn't really increase until the three-point line. Yeah. And then, but, you know, we got Will Chamberlain. He scored 100, which I don't think will ever be done again. I almost scored 50 in my rec game. I had 12. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, Will, calm down. <laughs> um, Only uh, 38 points away. <laughs> yeah, you're close. Yeah. I mean, closer than I will ever be in a rec game. Um. <laughs> So that's enough for question and answer. Keep sending those in. We're moving now to Shoes interview. Yes, we had uh, Dom on. He was our first guest, so oh, yeah. we don't really have to Great interview him. We got all his answers out uh, in that first show. So tell us about you know your background in sports. Uh, background in sports. Middle school ran. Uh, I didn't run track. I actually <laughs> I threw a shot and disc, and then going into high school, I was gonna start to play football. Played football four years. Uh, coached the Flaming Toasters soccer yeah. club, soccer club. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, man was a lockdown defender. You should have seen him play. I had eight goals in the last session of soccer. Oh wow! Just saying, man was a stud. Uh, but yeah, football is obviously really my true yeah love. Um, so again, we've mentioned it a little bit before, but clarify, you know, your favorite teams. Uh, Michigan boy, love the Lions. Uh, Tigers fan, Pistons fan, Red Wings fan, and Wolverines fan. So you know. Well, sorry about the Tigers, but. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry too. I'm, that's why I'm just trying to like ignore baseball and pretend like Detroit yeah. doesn't really have a team. Yeah, they're rebuilding. <laughs> there's, there's videos of like of like highlights, air quotes, and it's just like there's seven people in the crowd. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's, it's so bad to watch. Yeah, they got to do something. You know, you got to trade away. I think Cabrera. But you want you want to talk about uh need to do something. The Red Wings. Oh. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's a mess too. Oh my, oh. 
They need to just get rid of. Pretty much all your teams are kind of in uh, falling down rough right now. Point. You know, it, rough, rough We don't patches. have a single team that's like a shining moment. Like the Lions are mediocre. Yeah. When they're when they're doing good, the Wolverines, you know, they should have. They they should have been a lot better than they were, but you we had. Oh. You mentioned the Wolverines. Uh, they had a pretty, I would say, you know, under par under, every year yeah, last under par. year. Under par. Um, start that kind of starts with the quarterback position. Yes. You know, inconsistency. How do you think they're gonna do this year? Oh, are they? Is this assuming they get a quarterback, or assuming like just? Yeah. Let's say. Oh, who's a transfer? Is any? Uh, Shea Weber is probably gonna be uh, accepted to play. Or uh, no, Patterson. Shea Patterson, not Shea. Yeah, yeah he's, Patterson. he's good. I liked him at Ole Miss. Yeah, he's a uh, if if he's eligible, which I think Ole Miss blocked his eligibility yeah. through something, which that'll get cleared, I think. Uh, if he's eligible and we have a serviceable QB, I don't I don't want a like a Sam Darnold. I don't want someone legendary. Yeah. I just want a quarterback. Yeah. That's all I want. I want someone that can throw that the ball. Ohio a, State game with O'Corn. Even at, okay, as an Ohio State fan, you yeah. have to say. That, that was, the was most abysmal. Showing that was by a probably the worst showing by a quarterback I've ever seen on any level. Yeah, it was the. I was like, did you watch that now? Uh, no, but I was gonna say, isn't O'Corn the guy just as smart as Tom Brady? Yeah, don't, no. Don't we're moving on. That's no. not. <laughs> Where is O'Corn? He's going to the draft this year, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he said he <laughs> said he's one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah. He yeah. will. He will go in draft. Then you had Spates. He transferred. Spate. I think he went to UCLA. Yeah. I like Spate. He's all right. And then we got. Uh, who we got going? Joe Milton, he's a true freshman. He looks to be pretty good. Uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, mm-hmm. he's he should hopefully be pretty good. Uh, Shea Patterson, as I said. And then, uh, what was it? There was one more. I forget. There was one, there was one more guy. Yeah. Those, those are the main. Yeah, like I said, the O'Corns game versus Ohio State. Was abysmal. Was... But how do I think they're going to do this year? <laughs> if, if we get a QB and we get that Don Brown defense, which is amazing – uh, and you can't you can't you can't even argue that it's the best it's the best in the league, uh, uh, the best in the NCAA. I don't know about that. I uh, refuse to hear anything else. I think Shiano's got something to say about that. Uh, <sighs> I think it's yeah. Uh, yeah, I, if that we get the, obviously the consistent defense and a QB, I think if not top ten, then top fifteen hopefully. And that's with a QB that's like with a QB. That's with a QB that knows like that he's supposed to throw the ball and not you know get sacked or. So you mentioned a couple like Shea Patterson. Who what what players you know in Michigan are you most excited for this year? Uh, this year probably I'm gonna go Rashawn Gary. This mm-hmm. probably will end up being his last year at Michigan. He's been an absolute animal at defensive end. I think he switched to number 98. I think he switched he? numbers. Uh, he used to be number three, but he's an absolute tank. Uh, he just gives quarterbacks nightmares, regardless of team. Uh, Chase Winovich, he'll also have a breakout year, I think. He was pretty good last year. I think he'll really step it up this year. And then running back, and then major, the most important player, I think, is going to be Karan Higdon, who is going to be an absolute animal. He was – it was, it was something where he had, like, 200 yards in, like, multiple games for the first time in forever. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just an absolute animal when he gets going. So you mentioned Hurst earlier yeah. in the show. Uh, what other prospects are you more excited for in the draft out of Michigan? Uh, Mar- like I said, Maurice Hurst, he's probably really the only one that uh-huh. we had senior-wise. Uh, I think. Who else yeah, that's, that's all I can really that, That's really the only person that, like, I think will make an impact. McCorn. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, Maurice Hurst, I think his heart condition will make him. Listen, this is my hope, hopeful plan. Lions draft Dar- uh, Darius Geese out of LSU. Maurice Hurst slips to the second round. 
than the Lions. Because everyone's like, oh, we don't want his heart condition. But the Lions, since they're smart, we got Bob Quinn. They said uh, isn't he, he's fine, isn't he? Yeah, he got cleared. They were like, yeah, we don't. Yeah, fine. it's not that big of a deal. And so they're like, hopefully, okay, pick him up, and then he'll be an absolute animal because we need pass rush because we have zero pass rush. So let's talk a little bit Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, game last year, like we said, uh, wasn't wasn't very good for you, was it, Shu? Yeah, no. I mean, you it, you had a it, shot. It, it hasn't been good since I think I was in. We years. had uh, J T. Barrett, who had a pretty bad year. I think we yeah. all can agree. He's, yeah. he's not a good quarterback. Uh, but uh, then we had him he go used, down. He used to be a pretty decent QB. Yeah, yeah. it's just I don't know that uh, injury versus uh, Michigan just kind of. After that. Yeah. Same. Um. Then you got you know that whole thing with Cardell and it's just. Cardell. Yeah, fell down. <laughs> uh. So we had that, and then we had Haskins came in and torched you. Look, man, look. If we had a QB, if we had a my, if we had the high school QB yeah. from our high school go out there and play, Michigan probably would have ended up winning. That was, and, you, and you know that. Yeah. Because we had missed, zero quarterback play. He missed wide open receivers and through picks that anybody can make. Never should have happened. I mean, Ohio State's defense is really tough. Probably the most NFL type of defense that no, you'll I'll, ever face. I'll agree with that, yeah. And it's just, he just looked awful. He looked abysmal. It was so bad. John O'Corn, if you're listening to this somewhere, like I you got, uh, this is how we honestly feel. Nathan Peterman threw four picks in like the first uh, half, five picks in like the first half. And even that was better than O'Corn <laughs> that day. It was it was bad. You could just see you video. You could have put a defensive tackle out there. You, you could see videos. Uh, did you see the video of like, I forget what it was. He missed a wide open throw. Then the coaches in the booth were just like shocked that he made missed that throw. I, I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if I knew how bad he was. And he was he was like uh, Brandon Peters. That was the other one. That was the other. Yeah, game. Brandon Peters. Okay, he was available that game. They didn't put him in, did they? I think because they didn't want to risk him getting injured again. Yeah. Because he ju- he like just gotten over a back injury. I think. Yeah. But uh, you don't think he'll beat Ohio State this year, do you? Probably, because probably not. It'll be better than last year, but. I don't uh, think I don't think we'll be at Ohio State this year purely because um, a quarterback. But we don't have a. Man, we got QB. J.K. Dobbins, who's going to win the Heisman this year. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, Kid's an animal. Yeah, he's he's really good. And then we got Dwayne Haskins, and then after Dwayne Haskins, we have Tate Martell, who's going to be the next. You guys just have like a conveyor belt in the locker room. Yeah, just, just shooting quarterbacks. Five star recruits just. <laughs> Up and up, you know. Can we just... get some? Can you, y'all got any more of those quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how good Ohio State actually is. Um, it's crazy how good Michigan's defense is. Rip Michigan's offense. <laughs> uh, so who's your favorite athlete of all time? Uh, I'm probably gonna have to go with Charles Woodson. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan man. Packer. Uh, we respect. Packer. Got his jersey hanging Jer- up. Jersey right up there on the, the wall. Uh, he's a Raider, I think. No, he's a Packer. He won a uh, Super Bowl with us. I believe he's the only uh, defensive Heisman winner of all time. He played for Michigan, just saying. Uh, so he's an absolute animal. Uh, and then, obviously, he played for the Raiders for the majority of his career. Wanted to win a Super Bowl, so went to the Packers, won that Super Bowl, went back to the Raiders. Yeah, so he was a Raider. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl with us, and he won defensive MVP with us. So. But point point is, Charles Woodson, I think, class act, real, uh, real great guy. From Ohio, which is betray going to Michigan. But. Uh, he did go to Michigan, didn't he? Yeah. He won defensive defensive highs from there. Yeah, it's nice to think about yeah, it. Like every the, position. The good game. old days. Yeah, that was, that was long ago. But, uh, yeah, Charles Woodson, like you said, jersey's hanging right now in the room right now. Should be a Raiders shirt. No, he's a, he's a Packer for life. <laughs> should, be, uh, should be a Wolverine's jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Shouldn't there be, like, a shoulder cast on there? <laughs> so, like, uh, 
You said you're a Michigan fan, Michigan sports fan. You don't have a lot of these, but what's your favorite sports memory of all time? <laughs> Ow! Ow, that hurt my heart. Um, God, that's a rough one. I mean, even Cleveland fans got at least the one. Yeah, you guys, Cleveland fans got the, uh, yeah. Um, This is actually going to be uh, kind of personal because my favorite sports memory is probably when my dad took me to a uh, Red Wings game mm-hmm. when I was younger, and it was just... We got a fight. It went to overtime. The Wings won. It was just a great all-around experience, yeah. and that's just, just like a memory I treasure. But if we're talking like favorite sports memory, back in middle school, told everyone Michigan was going to beat Ohio State. They were like, no, nah, no way. Michigan did beat Ohio State, and to pay for my cockiness, God said, you're not winning again for a decade, <laughs> and we still haven't won since that game. Did you see uh, Curtis Samuel at the spring game? He had a chain, gold chain of himself scoring that touchdown. See, I think the ref should have a chain of him giving the first down <laughs> after it was clearly short of the first yeah, down. I line. think it was pretty obvious it was a first down. Uh, but, uh, I've asked people that were at the game. They said the stadium went silent. Everyone thought he was short. And after that, Michigan knew they had lost But the he game. wasn't, and he got but it. But the refs were, oh, my God, whatever. Another argument for another day, I guess. But uh, that's our show. We want to again thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go on to iTunes, give us a five-star review, uh, and subscribe, and post your comments under. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 1-2. Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1 Eastern Time. Uh, you can also listen to us on The Grueling Truth at any time. I want to thank you to our guest, Shu, and our other guest, Dom. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I would love to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and this, like I said, first show without Truman. I think it went pretty well. I don't think we need Truman. I think he's... Uh, I, I, I think Travis probably, carries the probably show. just call it T-Sports Talk. Yeah, yeah it's kind of nice without all the yelling and screaming nonsense in the background, but... Uh, so, um, he's just going to burst in the door. Yeah. 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 I heard you were talking great. Yeah, he's out, he's, he, Truman's out there working right now. He's a pizza delivery driver. So. Yeah, what a bum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so have a great day. Turn, tune in on Thursday... We're going to have our mock draft with uh, Zach Berlovin, like I said, Browns fan. Going to be interesting to see his take on the Browns. A lot of buzz going on right now with the Browns and what they're going to do with that number one pick because they're the Browns and they never do what you think they should do. <laughs> take it apart with the first overall. Um, you know, crazy stuff happened in the past. So no matter what we say on draft night or mock draft, something's going to happen that none of us have predicted, which makes it one of the best days of mm. the year. It's like Christmas, but like every 10 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. So again, thank you guys for listening, and have a great day, and tune in on Thursday for our mock draft. Uh, One pride, baby. Let's <laughs> hey, go. go Steelers.